Hey, good evening. Today is March 22nd, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is into action, step four, and our speaker tonight is Matt J.F. Welcome, Matt. Thank you, Amy, and thank you, Karen, everyone else doing service in this meeting. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be of service. Um, and it's, uh, I was I was asked to speak on step four and I'll be honest, like step four is one of my least favorite steps to talk about. Um, but I'm also about to embark on I think my third or fourth, fourth step um, as part of a step study group that I'm doing. So I guess it's meant to be. Um, So just quickly qualify, um, Matt J.F., I am a recovered compulsive overeater. I like the way someone said it earlier, I, I am living in a recovered state, because that is certainly true. Um, <clears throat> I'm living in a recovered state in the mostly unrecovered state of Kentucky, home of bourbon, and um, uh, and I've been uh, abstinent for a little more than four years, which I, I'm I'm a lifetime more than 100 pounder. My top, I'm five foot eight, 52 years old. My top weight was 380 pounds uh, in 2003. Uh, and I had gastric bypass surgery and dropped about, I don't know, 120 pounds for the next 13 years um, until I found my way into this program very unexpectedly in early 2019. Um, <clears throat> And since then, I've lost about another 50, 55 pounds, depends on, depends on the day, the week, the month, the time of year. But mostly, I just don't really care anymore about that. Um, sometimes I think that the, the only truly healthy body weight is the one that you don't care about, um, where it's also not like materially affecting your health. Um, and since I just said the word your, I also want to say one thing. Um, I'm really going to try and keep my focus on my experience, strength, and hope. Um, if I do stray into saying anything like your or our, please know that um, it's an accident and I, I never, ever mean to speak for anyone else or, or pretend that I know anyone else's experience uh, even a little. And that's actually um, kind of a nice segue into my step four thoughts. Um, I feel like it's important to know what my conception of my higher power is heading into talking about the fourth step because it really did when I came to this understanding, it really um, changed my conception of resentments and um, enormously for the better. So um, I came to this program, a devout agnostic. Um, I was like, I, I sort of like had this idea, there's something out there, probably, but I was very, very certain that if that was true, it didn't have a damn thing to do with me. It was, it was like, you know, it was like a creative intelligence behind the, the big bang and, and the and black holes and stuff like that. It wasn't like, you know, why can't I stop eating donuts and drinking Coca-Cola? Um, and uh, I'm about to have a visitor here. So, um, my conception of my higher power is taken directly from we agnostics, and it is simply that God is everything, period, literally everything. Um, and the reason that that's a faith that works for me is that 
Um, that if it's if it is really true that God is literally everything, then then that that has a, a some some implications for my life and for my resentments and my interactions with other people um, that were pretty transformative. First, if God is everything, and that, like that didn't start being true the moment I started believing it. If God is everything, then it started being true when the universe began. It will stop being true when the universe ends, I guess. Um, and that means that everything that ever has happened since the Big Bang and ever will happen before the universe finally winks out um, is exactly what was supposed to happen. I mean, how how could it work any other way if God is everything? And and the, when I when I realized that, I, the thought that immediately came to mind was like, then what am I doing having all these feelings about everything? Like thinking that things that happened were wrong, were broken, were stupid, were terrible. Um, a lot of them were unpleasant or horrifying, but that doesn't make them wrong. The second implication was that if God is truly everything, then that includes all the people and me. Which is not just like, I don't have delusions of grandeur. I don't think that I am God. I think that, um, well, I don't think any of this, but what I feel is true because it makes my life work so much better is that if God is everything, then I am in some way in this moment an expression of that. But so is everyone else. So is everyone's face that I'm looking at on the screen right now. And so is every conscious or unconscious thing in the universe is an expression of that godness so if that's true one of the uncomfortable implications of that was to recognize like then also what's supposed to happen is all the bad shit people have done to me <laughs> like it was and all the bad shit i've done to other people like if god is everything and we're all expressions of that then I guess that was all supposed to happen too. It turns out that like the universe doesn't only perpetrate horrifying things on me. I am also sometimes a perpetrator of horrifying things to others. And, um, and, and there's no, but if God is everything, then there's nothing wrong with that either. Like the, the fact that things are unpleasant or unseemly or seem stupid uh, or, or even seem, wonderful is like those are just my interpretations of events and the universe does not exist to unfold itself in accordance with my maximum comfort and delight um the universe exists to unfold itself period and i don't know why and i don't know i don't understand um why there are black holes or why the universe started in the first place any more than i understand what's really going on behind the smile or frown or tears on someone's face. I have no idea. And that's okay. Like that's that's not that that is not like the fact that I forget that I'm not a mind reader and I forget that I'm not a fortune teller is not a character flaw. It's just like it's part of being human. And um and so what does all of that have to do with step four? Well, Once I came to that faith kind of all in a rush one day in a in a meeting, probably in, it was, pretty, it was actually probably almost exactly four years ago in Kansas City, Missouri, um, 
like life got really different for me. It and and the, and my footwork, I feel like in hindsight, really turned more and more toward just figuring out how to reconnect to that core fundamental reality that God is everything. Period. A little bit more all the time, because over time, what what wound up happening was that um, it wasn't that the feelings. It wasn't like I never get angry at people, right? Like that's. If, if only, right? But like, that's not what happened. What happened over time was that I rec- I grew to recognize that, you know, I, I, there are 86,400 seconds in every single day. And out of every day that I have been alive, I have spent 86,400 seconds of each day in here. I have never spent a single second outside of here, to my knowledge. So, and, and, and like, here's the dirty secret, right? Like, I hope it's okay to curse during this. I know it's being recorded, but like, it's, it's, it's late at night. So I'm getting a big thumbs up from Amy B. So it's gotta be okay. Um, Sorry, was that crosstalk? So um, like the, the, the dirty secret is like, barely, like I, I frequently don't know why the fuck I do what I do. What makes me think that I could ever look at someone's face and know what's going on behind their eyes, behind their skin, inside their head, inside their heart? I don't, and, and like why they did the thing they did that I, that I feel like has done me wrong. Like in the first place, whatever story I'm telling myself about that, that's evoking these feelings in me is not real. And in the second place, if we're all part of God, then I guess they were supposed to do the thing that they did that pissed me off and I was supposed to get pissed off. Though, for a long time, I thought that meant that, that I would just like stop being angry. And, and then that kept not happening and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and then eventually uh, I, I realized that like that wasn't the point of the footwork. The point of the footwork for me was not that like anger was going to stop showing up. I, I like to think of it like, you know, it, it's not like what happens is I, I see, like, I, I witness someone doing something, hear them saying something, and and then, like, so, so like, I, I think I see what I think I see, or I think I hear what I think I hear, and then it's like, okay, so you're seeing that, you're hearing that, and now I take out my phone, and there's an app, and the app is called pick a feeling. And I go in and I'm like, here's what just happened. And, and, you know, chat GPT comes back and is like, okay, here are the available feelings to you. Do you want to feel mad, sad, or glad? And I'm like, I want to feel mad. And it's like, what kind of mad, like enraged mad, or just kind of annoyed mad? Like, where are you on? There's no app. I'm not ordering the feelings that show up off of a menu. It's, it's like, they're just like, they're like, Amazon packages that just keep flying through my door or, or hitting it really hard and startling me. And I go and I'm like, except they're not Amazon packages. They're just boxes and they burst open and here's these feelings and I get feelings all over me. And I, I don't know who to call to stop the boxes showing up. They just keep showing up. And there's no email address. Like I, I don't, there's no one to complain to. Like I, there's no customer service phone number. I don't, and I'm not ordering these things. And there's nothing about that that's broken. Like, that's just what happens. I, 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 my, my, my senses are limited. My perceptions are twisted and limited. 
the story I tell myself to explain the feelings that show up along with the perceptions is never 100% true and is often nearly 100% wrong. So it's not that like the point isn't that the packages stop showing up. The point is that I remember I didn't order these. This, like, and I don't, I'm not even 100% sure that it's my package, but like it burst open and it got mad all over me. And that's okay. That is not the same thing as the person who I perceived through the package at me or burst it open actually did that or that what they did is wrong or that um, any of that is to be taken seriously. The, the way that, that God is everything, which seems like a very esoteric, like, you know, not very practical faith in some ways to me, the way that that is a practical faith for me is that, um, is that if God is everything, then nothing's broken. Everything's okay. It doesn't mean I like it, but my liking it is not required. And, and by the way, like there's some, I, I love the way that, that at the beginning of this meeting, it talks about the importance of words. Um, one, like one of the phrases uh, associated with inventory, not, not strictly speaking, step four, um, but there's a quote from the big book, which is, um, let's see, it is a spiritual axiom that every time we are disturbed, no matter what the cause, there is something wrong with us. I hate that phrase. There is nothing wrong with me when I have feelings. There is everything human with me when I have feelings, and that's it. And I don't think that Bill meant that, like, it, that he didn't mean wrong as bad. He just meant to look within for the source of that. Like, it's, it's just all arising from within me. What's wrong, if anything is ever wrong, is, for, is me forgetting that, that that's all that is. It's just a story that I'm telling myself. Um, I like to think of it as mythology, literally. Like myths are the stories that we tell, that humans tell the things that they simply cannot understand. There is functionally speaking, no difference between the ancient Greeks telling a myth that the sun was a fiery chariot pulled by golden horses across the sky every day and me looking at the checkout person at the grocery store and the expression on their face and telling myself a story that I know exactly what mood they're in, what they're feeling, what's going on with them in any way. There's like, it's all just mythology. I don't understand any of it. And again, like that's not, the point isn't for me to stop making myths because that's just what I am. That's what humans do. Um, the point is for me to, for me, and the point also isn't for me to somehow magically like remember all of the time that it's just myths. And, and there are good reasons for that, right? Like, because A, um, I have to get through the day, right? Like I can't, I can't spend every moment of every day second guessing every assumption that I make about every situation, whether it involves people or not. It's not practical. Um, like, I don't know how you finish checking out at the grocery store if you obsess about whether you're right about the fact that the, the person at the checkout counter, like, looks a little sad. You know, I, that doesn't seem useful to me. Um, but it is important for me to reconnect to that fundamental truth that I do have, like, I can't, I don't know that this faith is right. I can't 
prove it, but I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely certain because of how much better it makes my life. It's just to reconnect to like, these are, these are like, it's, it's okay that you believe these myths, but you do have to remember they're myths, Matt. Like they're not real. And just by periodically touching base with that, um, helps keep me on my side of the street and in my lane or in my hula hoop or whatever, whatever analogy you like. And, um, and remembering that even the things that I find abhorrent or horrifying or, or completely unacceptable are okay. I don't mean that like for me, like, you know, fine and okay sort of mean the same thing, but for me, fine is like, I'm being passive aggressive, but okay is like, I'm surrendering. Okay is, this isn't broken. Okay is, this is okay. Um, if I find myself thinking, fine, I know I'm not in a great place. But if I find myself thinking, okay, kind of am. Um, so all of that has to do with step four, that like my relationship to my resentments is completely different than it used to be. My resentments, the, the ones that stick, um, I think of them as, as like the, the best way the universe has to call my attention to the things that need my attention. And, um, and that's it. Like the, there's nothing important about any of that. It's not that my feelings don't matter. They matter enormously to me. They are not important in the context of the universe. They're just not. And, that, and that's, that's not denial or minimization for, that's just like, it helps me to remember that like my feelings about everything are only as important as I, you know, like they don't matter outside here. They don't, they don't interact with the real world in anything but my actions. So, what really matters is for me to remember that that's true and that uh, my myths are not, are not documentaries and that, um, and that it really is okay when I feel uncomfortable and it's okay when I perceive that it's someone else's fault. It's just not okay when I believe that lie. It's not their fault. It's just what happened. And so like when I, so the, the group that I'm in, one of the things on my resentment list is the, is the step guide that we're using because it, it uh, does a lot of paraphrasing and sort of expanding on the big book in ways that I'm really questionable and sometimes objectionable. And I was like, this script, this, this guide is going on my resentment list. Um, it talks about like, you know, your grudge list. I don't have a lot of grudges. Which is like, am I going to list every time I got angry in the last six months? I'd have to list the time that I spilled the ice cube tray, putting it into the freezer and freaked the fuck out and slammed the freezer door. Like I slammed it. Really, and it was like, I made a deliberate choice. I was like, I have to get rid of this rage. I don't know why it's here. And so I was like, I'm just, there's no one else here. Who cares? I'm going to slam this freezer door. I can't possibly break it. And I didn't. And it felt so good. I did it a second time and it felt good the second time too. A little less good, but still good. But that was it, right? Then it was over. Am I going to put that on my grubs list? Is that five or one? One. Fantastic. So um, 
I don't think so. Like that doesn't seem, I'm not mad about it anymore. <laughs> um, so uh, I have to dig deeper uh, this time through and I have to inventory things that maybe I'd rather not because I feel like they don't hook me, but like maybe the standard has to change and now things have to go on the list. And it's like, I don't really have a grudge, but I do have things that probably bear a deeper look. Um, not for the purpose of, of unraveling, you know, some, you know, cloak of anger that I'm carrying with me, but so that I can better understand um, the complexity and structure of the myths that I make up about the world and recognize them a little bit faster and be a little slower to act on them when they come up, which is all the time. And, um, and that's a different kind of work. Um, and it's annoying because it takes a lot of time and it feels like it's like, you know, I feel like resentments are about like, that's a fire and I need to put it out. And that's not what that work is, right? That work is more about contemplation than anything else. And that seems weird to me um, after career spent in the corporate sector and, you know, having a bias for action and wanting to be the first person to figure things out. And now it's like more and more, I'm content to do nothing and say nothing and be okay with that. And there's still a part of me that screams like, this is weird. I'm not comfortable with that, which is why I always say yes when I'm asked to speak because I can just talk and I know that it's what I've been asked to do and not worry that I'm saying things I shouldn't. So with that, I will pass. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak tonight. Thank you so much, Matt. That was great. And now we will open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step, which is into action step four being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And I will call the raise hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Um, would our timekeeper, Karen, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up. If the speaker, Matt, is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay. All right. Um, CJ. I think I had Byla going first. Oh, sorry, who went first? Is that Byla? Yes, go ahead. You should, oh, I can't unmute yourself. Can you give it a try? Hi, it's, hi, it's Bela. Yeah, hi, go ahead. Okay. Hi, I'm Bela Compulsive Eater. Hold on a second. Bailey, we can come back to you if you want. Yeah, why don't we just come back to you in a little bit. Uh, CJ, go ahead. Hi, everybody. CJ, anorexic bulimic compulsive overeater living in a recovered state at this moment. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you for everybody doing service. Um, 
Thank you so much for the share. I, I <clears throat> there are two things that I'm, um, I was really moved by and can relate to. One was, I mean, more than that, but you know, have time. Um, one was the like being in a place where, um, you know, when when having been in the program for a while and having done um, more than one four step, like the 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 lightness of that, like the, I don't want to, I don't know any other way to say it, but like, but the load is lighter. Like my, my heart, my life, how I review that, it's just not as heavy. Um, the first time I did that, you know, the, the growth of that and being able to have, being able to look back and, and see the things that I really have been able to let go of, not just make amends for. Um, and it really spoke to me. Um, I, I have been, um, I ended up uh, into a romantic relationship two years ago, and I had done, I had done my amends. Um, I had worked through the resentment, and I, I find my, I could not keep trying to figure out why, what happened, um, and the the part of the share that was around, you know, that whole concept of is is you know either higher power is everything or higher power is nothing. And just the ability to, you know, the ability to see that um, it really isn't about me. There's, there's nothing for me to figure out. <laughs> there's nothing for me to try to understand. It, it, that line that was shared about, you know, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing terribly, but it just, it just was what it was. Like what that person needed to do was what that person needed to do, and what my response was was what my higher power wanted for me, and. Um, I don't know. There was something about that. You know, I wasn't even going to come to this meeting tonight. And I, whenever I do that, I make myself do service. So I show up, but like just saying that, just the, just the sharing of that lifted something for me. It's like, yes, like I, I'm starting to get like, it wasn't necessarily hanging out to resentment, but hanging out to the grief of that. Like I couldn't let go because I couldn't, figure it out, which is, you know, self-woman riot. And um, thank you. So thank you for that share. That really um, just, it spoke to me in a way that I don't even have words for. And um, it's just really cool when that happens. So thanks. I'll, I'll pass. Thank you, CJ. Bela, you want to give it another shot? Hi, Bela, compulsive overeater. Really grateful for this share. Uh, I related with the um, I'm not broken um, part. Um, Cause sometimes I, I think that about myself. Um, what I heard, what I, there's a few things that I heard meaning about not being like trying to be humble and not trying to like, control everything like my personality is is I need everything to be just so you know and I'm trying to learn to let go of cer certain things especially like the results and also I appreciated the feelings you know like not like being able to sit with your bad feelings and not um and letting it be okay. And, and also what was really lifted for me was that things are bigger in my head than they are in reality or, 
or then, you know, and sometimes as a very sensitive person and when I don't eat, um, I get very emotional about it. Um, but my family's very supportive of my eating issues. And I, I thankfully, and my sister, I thankfully like maintain a healthy weight loss, but I'm, I, I want to work towards um, um, adding more protein into my diet because I feel like there's a misbalance. And in my life, um, I'm in school and it feels kind of dry to just be in school and it's hard for me to, you know, like tackle things, but I have to remind myself it's not about figuring out anything. It's about taking it in small increments and trusting God. And also um, one other thing that I wanted to share is that meetings are my best tool and gratitude. Like, you know, Sometimes things feel really, really bad. But if we remember all the good things in our life, our family, health, um, fun, then like it kind of makes me feel better when I focus on in that and I, and I meditate on that. So thank you for allowing me to share with that I pass. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for sharing. Amy B, go ahead. Thank you so much, Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a state recovered from the food for today. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, everybody reading and doing service here tonight, including the service of being here, part of our collective community. We recover together. Um, so thank you, everyone for being here. And Matt, my friend, so wonderful to hear you tonight. And um, I actually want to thank you for something you said before your share in acknowledging how you wanted your time to be displayed and about how you react to hearing the time. Um, and without going you know, too much into that, it was such an honest, straightforward acknowledgement of humanity and um acceptance that was, that was a, that was really great thank you for doing that and um yeah the chair on the fourth step i enjoyed also very much um listening to you talk about how god is everything i am in that space right now too i am in that space right now too examining the universal nature of divine forgiveness and healing. You know, uh, you, did, you made me think, thank you, um, in, a, in a beautiful way. I, uh, I think a lot about how every light casts a shadow and every shadow has a light source. And I was talking to somebody recently and they're like, yes, and every light casts a shadow. But when you're in shadow, it's because there's something blocking the light. I was like, oh, that's a really nice piece of that metaphor that I kind of missed. And that's, I think, what the fourth step is a lot. We're looking at what's blocking the light. Um, and light and shadow are both part of God, as is the thing that's blocking it, as is the realization that we're we're not seeing the light. Um, 
Yeah. Great share. Really, really just felt a part of this tonight. And I'm just really glad to be here with all of you. Thank you. I pass. Thank you very much, Amy. Kelsey, please go ahead. Hey guys, I'm Kelsey, compulsive overeater. Um, Matt, thank you for your share. Um, what stood out to me was if God is everything, then nothing's broken and everything's okay. And gosh, I have felt broken my entire life, right? Like that's why I came to the rooms and nothing was okay. And it's like, fast forward to right now, 18 years through putting the food down, coming back, going out, coming back, going out. Like I'm on step 11. I've never been to step 11 before. And it feels amazing. Like it feels so, so good. And I, on step four, I, gosh, I've done six really thorough fourth steps and with six different sponsors. And I, I had a slip a few weeks ago. Um, and I was sure that I needed to do, like, I needed to start over. I needed to go back to step one. I needed to just do it the right way because I messed up and I didn't understand. And I just, and my sponsor said to me, like, why do you keep procrastinating happiness? Like, why do you keep waiting? Like what, like you're going to go through it. And then what, like, I can't take you through the steps any differently than I already did. And I don't know that my sponsor is taking me through the steps any differently than any other sponsor did. And it's like, just keep moving, like, just keep going, just keep surrendering, just keep, just do it anyway. And like, I just feel like on the doorstep of step 12 and it's like, it feels so good. Like this is like the best form of self-love I could ever give myself like ever. And, um, yeah, I just discovered a compulsive behavior is like, I'll commit my food, I'll weigh my food. And then I will like just pop a few pieces of weighed and measured food in my mouth with the intention of not doing that. And I do it anyway. And I told my sponsor about it and she's like, yeah, that's probably a compulsive behavior if you like don't want to do it and you're doing it. And so I'm just like, okay, like that, I just, I just do it because I have to ask myself, like, how free do you want to be? And I want to be as free as possible. Um, because I want, I want God to be everything. Um, and I have to get out of the way. So thanks for your share again, but that'll pass. Thank you very much, Kelsey. I'll go ahead and 